Hello and welcome to another episode of Hopeful Moments Podcast. My name is Hope Boykin and I plan to share some experiences, check my mirror for truth, maybe answer some of your questions and definitely grow in my own strengths to be as transparent as I possibly can. I want every moment we spend together to be full of hope. I am ready. Are you? (laughs) Okay, let's talk. As I shared in my first episode, that uh, I have some standout lessons that I learned in, in 2018. And one of them is that I am a procrastinator. But I'm, I've decided to give myself a little bit of an upgrade and call myself a thoughtful procrastinator. It may take me a lot of time, but I actually think and plan out how I'm going to get from one thing to the next great thing. So a plan maker is what I would be, a planning procrastinator even. But then man plans, and God laughs at man making plans. Now, my tomorrows, almost every tomorrow, is laid out exactly. I think about what I'm going to wear the night before. I I decide before I leave the house whether I'm going to make my lunch or buy it. I even think in advance about whether or not I'm going to get off of the subway an extra stop just to get a little bit of a morning walk in and take in the air. But then one of the things that I know that, um, that often happens is that we've got to organize our minds and figure out what to do when the thing we don't expect to happen happens, when it forces us to take a pause, when it forces us, when that thing that we haven't expected forces us to stop. We've got to now make some new choices. We've got to uh, uh, decide how we're going to handle that unexpected. Well, the first way that I usually handle the unexpected is that I sit in oh no and why me and wallow in in a land of stressing out because how could I have done something differently? What could I have done to have kept myself from being in this particular situation? I remember one particular birthday, I was living in Philadelphia. I was super excited to meet my friends for a little lunch and shopping, and I got dressed. I thought I looked pretty cute, and I went outside to my car to find that there was a big yellow boot on it. Now, the boot is a, is a consequence of me not paying some parking ticket. And I was so angry, I couldn't believe it. I looked up, and I was like, really, really? This is what you're going to give me for my birthday. You're going to to put a hamper on all of the plans that I'd made. Well, in my reality, the boot was my fault. I didn't pay the parking tickets. I didn't follow through with my responsibilities, and it caught up with me. I had to suffer the consequences from choosing not to handle something that I could control. But what about the situations we absolutely have no control over? What can I learn from something like that? I mean, I I am going to definitely say why and why me, and I'm going to wonder what I could have done to have prohibited that uh, situation from happening. But what can really be done? What's the best way to move on? I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it, and I've come to the conclusion that there's really nothing to do but wait. We have nothing but time. And then what will time allow? Well, time will allow us to possibly see another choice when one of those things that we don't expect to happen happens. So the first one is that that I can choose to see myself clearly. All of these things are a choice. That this kind of pause will force me to take inventory on what's been going on and, and what's really important and what I've been placing value on in my life. It's time for me to 
to to really look in the mirror. Actually, this is the perfect time to clean the mirror, to take a closer look and to examine myself. What motivates me? What motivates what I do each day? What motivates um, my actions and how I treat other people? When I'm feeling low and uncomfortable, the first thing I normally do is find a way to close my eyes and take a nap. Um, after I've had my little pity party at the Why Me's, I, th I think the best way for me to rid myself of the problem is to just go to sleep. But that's really a poor coping mechanism because when I wake up, all of that stress, all of my problems and situations and my sadness reality is just there waiting for me and saying, hi, I'm back. What are we going to do now? But then someone, one of my friends, family, my mom will swoop in with some truth and some honesty and, of course, surrounded in love and remind me that it's time for me to get it together. They'll remind me that, that my pity party has expired and that I'm also not in this alone. They remind me that I am blessed and that I'm not alone. So I'm in my state of reflections, trying to see myself clearly, and then here it comes, time for me to evaluate my situation. So again, in my first episode, I shared a little bit about an injury that I've been dealing with, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a little backstory on that injury now. So I was teaching company class um, in Switzerland for the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater and uh, while we were on tour, and I wasn't scheduled to perform that evening. My only responsibilities after rehearsals were to uh, teach company class. And so I'm preparing for class because my focus really is making sure my colleagues are ready for their evening of work. So I begun uh, by demonstrating some exercises early in the class, something really basic and really simple. And then I remember having to look down suddenly because it felt like there was something stabbing me in my ankle. Now, I tried to keep my composure because that's what artists do. That's what performers do. We, we smile through everything. I hopped to a chair, started the music again, explained the exercise as best I could using gestures with my arms and my hands, and continued to teach. After about five minutes, the pain subsided a little bit, but there was this resonating soreness that reminded me throughout the entire class that something just wasn't right. These last three months, it really hasn't gotten better. Some days have been good. Some days I've been able to come in, take class, make my way all the way through rehearsal and performance without any pain. And then other days, the pain has been extremely unbearable and unpredictable. So random and sporadic that I had to be replaced for the remainder of our annual season. You know, this was a devastating blow to me because I couldn't do my work. Sometimes we're tired, yes, and we complain, and, and we're like, oh, I don't really feel like it today. But ultimately, our work is our responsibility. That's my voice on stage. That's my chance to share what I feel and how I've been um, thinking and, and all of the experiences that I've had over my almost two decades of a career with the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, and here I am not able to perform. I was, I was really devastated. My feelings were hurt. I was, I was disappointed that my body felt like it was failing me. But maybe this time off was supposed to be time to recreate. Maybe it was my time to reinvent and renew myself. You know, as this one year was ending, as 2008 was in, 2018 <laughs> was ending, it was time for 2019 to have a fresh beginning. And then I started to think about, okay, there's got to be some good in this. What will it all bring? 
because I remember saying, gosh, I wish I had time to take care of some new projects. I remember um, saying I wanted to write more and I wanted to edit some videos and, and work on my photography and even start a podcast. Oh, well, <laughs> this is my time. This forced break and this rehab moment is going to allow me to create new checks and balances in my life. It's going to allow me to take down this performance mask, open my eyes and see me for myself. This is, you know, maybe my time to use this moment for all that it's worth. So now that my pity party is mainly over and I am able to look in the mirror and face my mirror's truths, I can also look around me. I can see what's going on around me. I can, I can quote unquote, smell the roses. <laughs> I can see who's watching, who needs help and, and what I can do. I can also evaluate and, and take into consideration of all the people who've been super supportive and encouraging, those people who've been truthful, those who are telling me about myself, helping me through their critique and their criticism. So here's another little story. I decided to make a few posts about um, my discomfort and my difficulties in the surgery and all of this situation on Instagram and Facebook. Now, I made it a point to be honest and, you know, as I say, I'd like to be as transparent as I can, but still keeping things private, not secret, but just private. I mean, who really needs to show and tell and share all of their business with the world. I mean, growing up, my mom would always say, this is family business whenever we would have a certain type of discussion. This doesn't leave this room. It seems that times have changed because all we do is share about our personal lives, but I did want to let people know why I had been a little quiet on social media. So after my first post, my phone started ringing. I got some direct messages and texts and emails. Any way that anyone could communicate with you, they, they did. But the majority of those communications came from people that I didn't really know that well. They came from people who had been following my career with Ailey and even people who said they'd known me and seen me perform before Ailey when I was dancing with Philodenko. But, but all of these um, connections, these new and old connections, felt uh, a, little, a little strange to me. I was overwhelmed, to say the least, and a little bit confused. The reactions from my pain and suffering were that I was supported in ways I, I didn't realize. People really did and do care about me. These notes said that I, I forwarded your, your post to my daughter who hasn't been feeling that well. One of my coworkers has been going through something very similar and I felt like your words spoke to them. People who were going through similar feelings of emotional and physical pain and not feeling like they were uh, up to par and doing their best and being their best selves. And at first I was like, wait a minute, I was feeling a little bit anxious because maybe I'd made a mistake. Maybe I shared too much. But then I reread my post and I said, oh, okay, maybe what I was doing is, is what I often feel like I do on stage. I'm representing those who may be a little bit underrepresented. Maybe I was articulating in my post what some people felt like they couldn't say. So here it is. Here are the last few, um, the last few lines of my, of my post. I said, I felt broken, but I wasn't broken. I am not broken. I felt like I was purposeless. But even in this injury, I have purpose, a redefining purpose. 
I felt like my superpowers found their kryptonite. And as much as I love a good story, there is no such thing as kryptonite. And my cape is not torn. It is fully intact. I'm grateful for every ache, every pain, every setback, and every setup. I am greater than, I am better than, I am bigger than, all I can see in my mirror. I am exactly what God has intended. I will not insult him by giving in. This woman you see, beautifully and wonderfully made, is not finished. She is just on a brief pause, an intermission to refresh and renew her will, so that I can be all that I am called to be. Now, I know we often spend a great deal of time trying to figure out and decide every aspect of each day. As I said, I do it. I plan down to the moment. If I could know exactly what was going to happen at every given moment, I would be really happy. The only plan I'm finding that I can really have is that I need to plan to trust. Trust is defined as the firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. And faith is the complete confidence or trust. Now, I have in no way fully grasped this trust and faith exercise, but my past reflections tell me that I can. Now, I've been injured before, and I have come back to dancing. I've come back to the stage. I've had surgeries before, two other surgeries, and I've come back even stronger. I have had my heart broken time and time again, but my heart has grown larger. It is bigger. It can hold even more love at a greater capacity than I ever imagined it could. But I've learned to believe and trust that my time will come. And through my time, these lessons that I've learned will help me to be a better hope. So here's one more thing. Here's one more little thing. I remember a young friend of mine in his unbelievable display of wisdom and annoyance, but wisdom, asked me, he said, I'm Hope, why do you spend so much time angry and frustrated trying to change the things you have absolutely no control over, but you don't spend nearly as much time tackling the things you can control? Why is that? (laughs) So not to mention his matter-of-fact delivery and his age, in contrast to my own, I had to admit he was right, and I'm grateful to him for his honesty and truth. My hand was on all of the things trying to manipulate all of the things that really weren't up to me. He, at that moment, was my mirror. My moments in rehab and recovery will get me back to the stage. I'm sure I'll have the occasional pity party and and get frustrated why things aren't moving as fast as I would like them. But I'm also aware to see my reflection and take a closer look to what's around me. I can try to decide what I'm going to wear before I wake up. I can decide whether I'm going to um, make lunch or take it, and I can decide to get off the subway a stop or two early. And I know that I'm blessed, and I'm not going to take that those, those decisions, those things that I can plan um, for granted because there are people who don't have those opportunities. But um, as Joseph Cortese said one Sunday morning, ask for what you want and thank God for all you have. So talking to you in this way really does uh, help keep me accountable to all of the things that I want to be and do and work toward so that I can become a better hope. You are really helping me find my balance. And I want to thank you for being a part of me walking my talk. 
So as we close this um, Hopeful Moments podcast today, remember this. Although the world makes crazy demands of us to be like what we see all around us, we are exactly enough. We are beautifully and wonderfully made. Wanting to be our best selves is important, but don't forget that there is nothing impossible for God. So until next time, thanks for listening to Hopeful Moments. All right.